Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and if you were listening to yesterday's program, you heard a special announcement about a special event. Before we get into we're going to take the, the balance of the hour here. I like to take the, uh, uh, the hour and, uh, on Thursday, especially leading up to National Crawford Roundtable podcast. And uh, we're going to talk this hour about raising young boys to be men. Um, the whole thrust of uh, the National Crawford Roundtable podcast this week uh, focuses on the, uh, the horrific events in Memphis last week, the, um, the tragic killing of a young man there who uh, did not deserve to die, especially not at the hands of uh, you know, police officers and law enforcement, the uh, uh, Tyree Nichols uh, beating. Five Memphis police officers, now six have been relieved of duty. Uh, three medical personnel, uh, EMTs, all violated police de- department protocol. All but one of the nine who've been lost their jobs so far are African-American, in the case of beating of an African-American young man. And it begs the question, you know, where are the men in the culture? Where are the leaders? And... Um, Yesterday on the program, we were talking about a special event that's happening this weekend in um, Yorba Linda. I'm privileged to be and have been asked to be the uh, master of ceremonies at an event, a special music concert called Banding Together. And uh, Banding Together is going to be uh, the first of three concerts that will be in Southern California, um, sponsored by Lutheran Social Services of Southern California. The Banding Together event uh, to build community, um, the first of free uh, three concerts that will be happening in the Southland. The tickets are available for free. It is a fundraiser, and uh, we're raising money to raise uh, awareness and uh, build facilities for uh, homeless guys here in Southern California, in particular in San Bernardino and Los Angeles. Um, Call Crystal right now at 800-227-5278. We have five pair of tickets to give away to this concert. Uh, It's at Messiah Lutheran Church in Yorba Linda. A number of local musicians will be performing there. As I mentioned, um, New City Parish is going to be doing some gospel music there. Uh, The Woven Image, which is a great fusion of Celtic folk and jazz. Uh, Pastor Nate and Damaris doing some hip-hop and global multicultural praise. Chris Wynn and his praise band featuring Nicholas and Kathleen Preston. They're going to be there. And um, and I'm going to be there, and I would love to meet you. We haven't had a chance to do a lot of in-person meet-and-greet uh, appearances like this since COVID happened, so really kind of our first time for 2023, and I'll look forward to seeing you. Messiah Lutheran Church, 4861 Liverpool Street in Yorba Linda. Um, lssc.org forward slash banding together is where you get the information. Call Crystal right now if you want tickets. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line and uh, get those free tickets. Got five pair to give away today. Um, Talking about men, talking about masculinity, and one of the places where guys have fallen way behind is in school. Um, There was a time when we heard from feminists and anybody who would get our ear in the education academic world that school was too male-dominated, it wasn't fair to women, girls didn't have a chance, they, were, they weren't getting the same opportunities, boys, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were efforts that were made to, uh, to focus more on languages and arts and things that women would be more interested in, open up colleges to have more degree opportunities and things of that nature for things that would appeal to women. And it worked. A lot more women are going to college now, a lot more women are graduating from college. But there's a problem, and this is the problem with leftism and progressivism. And, and hear me when I say this. The reason why I believe this has become problematic is not that girls are getting an education. Oh, my goodness. I have four daughters, Lisa and I do, between our two blended families. I want them to have every academic opportunity they can. We have one daughter with a master's degree. We have one daughter finishing a doctorate. We have another one who delayed college to get married and start a family, has two kids, and she'll be starting back up again soon. And not saying that degrees give you that value, but they're a demonstration of how far you have accelerated. And then there are our sons, two sons. One has had a good academic career, and one of them had some tough goes with school. I'm not going to lie. I mean, everybody's responsible for their own actions. But both sons, I mean, my 
son, Jake, uh, has done well at, in college and grad school, but he's nearly 30 years of age, and it took him quite a while to kind of get on track and stay on track. And part of the reason why the boys have had a tougher time than the girls is because academics now are completely skewed toward women at the expense of boys. Boys trail girls in every area of development all throughout elementary school and middle school and high school. Girls out or women outpace men now in terms of the number of degrees earned. A couple of years ago is the first time more women earned doctorates in the United States than men did. You can go through the listing and see that for every 100 men who graduate from college with an undergraduate degree this coming spring, 135 women will graduate. The numbers are equally disproportionate for master's degrees and doctorates as well. And now you're beginning to see it in the level of education when it comes to young women um, in the workforce. Take a married couple, late 20s, early 30s. They both have college degrees. There's a very good possibility that she has more education completed than he does, and she's out earning him, which is leading a lot of women to delay marriage because, well, wait a minute. If I got more education than he does, and I make more money than he does, I don't want that. I don't want to be the breadwinner in the family. Well, society has kind of set you up for that role. I did an informal survey of the Christian colleges and universities in just in Southern California, not too long ago, maybe two or three years ago, because I was curious. I wanted to see how bad the disparities were. It seemed like every piece of literature that I got from a Christian college or university, that there were far more women catered to in the advertising than men. You could see a picture. I get a culture brief from a ministry that I'm very fond of. And basically every week they use the same picture. So I've kind of memorized it. There are seven kids in the picture, five girls, two boys. I served on staff as a campus pastor for a while at a church that also operated a Christian school, great Christian school. Every piece of literature that I got had nothing but girls on the cover. And yet, if we were to say there's a crisis of education with men and young boys and things like, what do you, that's toxic masculinity, that's racist, that's a blah, 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 blah. that's sexist, that's, well, no, it's reality. And it may be part of the reason why public schools have seen a huge decline. In California, there were 6.2 million students in public school up until the pandemic. After the pandemic, it's 5.8. That means nearly half a million students are no longer in public schools in California. Nationwide, it's over a million. And cities are scrambling to shut down underused schools and even considering selling them off. Part of the reason why was during the pandemic, we found out that there was a big issue with the locking down of students in the Zoom classes, and we found out that as good as the teachers are, they're not working with the best academic opportunities, and, um, well, the reality is um, a lot of parents left the public schools during the pandemic and either decided to homeschool or go to private school or parochial school because they're just getting a better education, supply and demand. But I wonder how many of those parents who left public school did so on behalf of the well-being of their sons. The sons who are falling behind, who aren't reading at grade level, who aren't writing at grade level, who can't do math at grade level, who are falling behind in social sciences and sciences, who aren't passing the SAT and aren't passing the ACT. They're being outpaced by women. And it's so interesting how the leftists are now coming back and saying, well, what's happening to all the men? You mean all the toxic masculinity kids? Maybe in the same way women's academic opportunities were stifled wrongfully, now we're doing the same thing to boys. I mean, when you see this, these displays of hypermasculinity, take the five cops who tuned up this uh, young man, Tyree Tyrese Nichols in Memphis, or Tyree. I mean, come on. You would hope that only the best and the brightest are going for the military, but the number of young men who qualify for military service is continually on the decline. They're changing entrance requirements in the military because they can't find enough young men and women who can actually meet the physical demands. 
And heaven help us if we wind up only attracting rogue, renegade, I want to be in charge, give me a badge, give me a gun. I mean, I'm not saying all cops are like that, but if you're a police officer, be honest, you know it's like that. I was heartbroken to find out a really devout Christian family that I grew close to about a decade ago uh, wound up being part of an undercover operation. Remember that one in L.A. County where they had a gang of sheriff's deputies operating as a gang inside the prison? I mean, we can't turn a blind eye to that. But toxic masculinity has an antidote, and it's biblical maturity. And one of the organizations that is taking this challenge head on is Trail Life USA. A few years ago, I got to meet Mark Hancock, who is the executive director, the CEO of Trail Trail Life USA. And we talked about the organization itself. It had around 25,000 members. It was in most every state. It was, it was growing at a nice clip, but it wasn't, you know, blowing the doors off. And then something happened last year. The Boy Scouts of America went bankrupt. The Boy Scouts now have girls in them. As a matter of fact, I saw a thing, was it Newsweek? Hey, get a load of the first all-female Boy Scout troop with a female leader. You know, back when I was a kid, we had a name for that. We called it Girl Scouts, right? But Trail Life USA is focusing on biblical values of masculinity not toxic masculinity but biblical masculinity guess what happened last year they started the year with 22,000 boys they lost a few during COVID lost a few members the kids didn't die 22,000 members you know what they started 2023 at 45,000 members that's right they more than doubled their membership in one year because so many parents are hungry for this kind of training and teaching I have asked Mark Hancock to join me to talk about this phenomenon, and he's going to do so on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. You know, I just finished a meeting in Africa with a group of guys, and I said to them, here's the deal. They want to know how things are going in the United States. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. Things are crummy. But I said, what you do every day is you get up every day, gentlemen, and you realize that none of this matters. God is in control. And if you believe that, then it, it's all downhill. And, and I said to them, I said, So as we struggle here with the things that we're planning to do here in Africa, it's exciting to see all the things that you guys want to do and the plans you're making. Just know that God is in charge. And so, and the bad things that are happening in the United States, God is going to work all them to good, Romans 8, 28. That's the only solution is just go back every day to Jesus and ask him for guidance on what you're supposed to be doing. Amen and amen. Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial Services, 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970 or go to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial. Wilson Financial Services for simply better alternatives. Special guest joining me today here on The Bottom Line, Roger Marshall, along with Mark Hancock, who's the CEO of Trail Life USA. And we've got a link for traillifeusa.com up at thebottomlineshow.com. If you have grandkids, if you've got kids, boys especially, who are looking for scouting alternatives, we always talk about Patty Garibay and American Heritage Girls, but let's not forget Trail Life USA for the boys as well. Mark Hancock, welcome back to The Bottom Line Show. Roger, it's great to be with you again. I always enjoy uh, talking with you. Likewise, how have you, did you guys hold up during COVID? I have to ask everybody who's gone through, you know, that whole pandemic thing, especially when the organization is based so much on human interaction and getting together. Uh, did you stay the same? Is it up? Is it down? What, what's happening with trail life these days? Well, we grew during that period. Um, you know, we, we had a hashtag open for adventure because, of course, mm-hmm. the outdoors was the safest place to be. We helped a uh, number of national backyard campouts where we had over 20,000 families across the country camping nice. in their backyard, uh, getting, getting their kids outside, getting their boys outside, enjoying that. And uh, so, so we had an opportunity to, uh, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't back down. We, we reached out. We, we, uh, we introduced ourselves to more people through things like a national backyard campout. So we had some challenges with troops, you know, all of our troops are chartered by churches and there were some churches that were not meeting or not, not allowed to meet. But some of those troops were, creative and they would meet outside at the church building or meet in a, mm-hmm. in a local local park or somewhere outdoors and and uh so when everything else else was shut down a lot of folks uh sought out opportunities that uh for, for their sons in particular who were going crazy being locked indoors mm-hmm. and so we saw we saw some good growth during uh, during covid good. and good. continue to grow 
Well, I'm glad to hear it because obviously just because there was the uh, the lockdown, the shutdown, you know, churches, you know, being kind of hamstrung a little bit with getting together to meet, uh, it didn't change the problems that the culture was dealing with. And especially one of the ones that you have addressed, Mark, with, uh, uh, with Trail Life USA, of course, is the lack of male mentors in the culture. And you've got some statistics that are pretty eye-opening with regard to what kind of percentage of if you're a young boy or trying to grow up to be a man any ethnic background any you know religious background in the united states it isn't always a great well it's not a great situation to be in for mom or for the kids but it's really tough on boys isn't it you know it really is they're kind of like the canaries in the coal mine you know they put them in the coal mine to, to let us know when there's noxious fumes and the boys have stopped singing you know they're mm-hmm. they're feeling the effect the effects of our current culture before everybody else are now twice as likely to be in special education three more three times more likely to have adhd they've fallen behind girls in every single academic category uh, there's fewer boys going to college than girls getting master's degrees doctoral degrees um of course the uh, failure to failure to to launch uh, thing is hitting us like never before. The confusion around uh, identity and gender blurring, all of these things are hitting boys in particular, and and it's hurting them. Of course, there's one category that they're really doing well in in terms of increase, and that's suicide. And, and mm. Age of 10, 10 to fourteen years old, they, they had the largest increase in the number of suicides, and so they're pay, they're paying the price for a culture that's kind of lost its way in so many different ways. Um, and as much as we're involved in our own debates with each other, we've forgotten that our, our boys are being grown up in this culture. Uh, and it's, it's politically correct to lift up girls, and they, they, uh, they should be lifted up. You know, they, they're a central part of the, of the family system and, and who it is that we are as a culture. But it's also politically correct to criticize men and boys, toxic masculinity and things like that. You don't hear toxic femininity. Um, so there's there's definitely some things that are hitting boys and men particularly hard in this culture where we're all suffering from all sorts of confusing messages, but but boys are really paying the price. Mark Hancock is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, Chief Executive Officer of Trail Life USA. Uh, if you grew up in the Boy Scouts and you remember what those days were like, you know, the Boy Scouts USA, or Boy Scouts of America really isn't even an organization anymore. It's gone through so many different twists and turns. But Trail Life USA is offering a biblical alternative to what the culture is saying in terms of how do you raise godly boys? As a matter of fact, that's a recurring theme with Mark Hancock's organization, uh, Trail Life USA. They now have a 60-second short feature that airs on radio stations all across the country called Raising Godly Boys. And Mark, you recently released an ebook as well with that same title. Now, it sounds very simple, and I know that a lot of people have grown a little weary of the pastor who says, here's a five-part series on how to make sure your kids turn out okay, or you know, here's a four-part series on rekindling romance in your marriage. But when it comes to something as basic as raising godly boys, I'm encouraged by the fact that you're writing and speaking on a topic that I think maybe if we're honest, a lot of people in the church have kind of given up on, that, that it's really almost impossible to do. And you say, not so. Yeah, it's not so. In fact, we have a proven process in Trail Life USA that um, it really work in any organization that's interested in, in engaging boys and engaging men. And in fact, it's a guaranteed process in our organization. We tell churches that charter Trail Life USA troops, if they don't see their boys being turned into godly men, they get their money back. We're so <laughs> confident in this proven process that we develop, the way that we track the, the difference that it makes in the lives of boys and their dads and men who don't have sons. Uh, who are participating in our program, we just think we're, we're onto something. And we recognize that boys are unguided, they're ungrounded, they're unappreciated, and they're uninspired. And we address those those four things intentionally in Trail Off USA. And we talk about those fact in that, in that free ebook right now at trailoffusa.com called Raising Godly Boys. It, li- it lines out that uh, that proven process and shows how any organization that's, that's interested in growing uh, godly boys can can embrace uh, some of these principles that, that, that we're doing in Trail Life. Well, we'll make sure that link is up at thebottomlineshow.com as well for Raising Godly Boys, the free ebook from our friends at uh, traillifeusa.com. And Mark Hancock, the CEO of Trail Life, is with me today here on the program. Mark, we've seen a, an uptick recently in the number of people who have been speaking out against something that you and I both had to endure when we were growing up, and that's just bullying. You know, sometimes it's just a little teasing on the playground. Sometimes it's that one guy who thinks with his body, you know, and has to push people around or this, that, and the other thing. But in the advent of the internet and social media world and everything, bullying now seems to be everywhere. You can't escape it because it's 
on your mobile device. It's a, it's kind of literally in your face 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you've been a lot more vocal recently in speaking out against bullying and addressing what one of the solutions to bullying in the culture that you see that's kind of hiding in plain sight. Talk about that, if you would. Yeah, well, we talk about um, bullying as being some sort of a masculinity problem. And it, and it is, but not in the way that we think. Um, you know, boys have been shamed enough uh, in our culture today because things like toxic masculinity and, and the, the things that we used to lift up as, as being positive attributes of, of being male in our society are being discounted and demonized now. So it puts it, it's really kind of the perfect storm. On, on one end, you have boys who are, are, are not able to express themselves um, emotionally. And, and, and they're not allowed to, and, and they're not allowed to, to uh, vent some of their physical uh, their nature that we're taking activities out of their lives, or sit still, be quiet, pay attention kind of things in the school systems. We're taking recess away, and we're setting boys up to have sort of this, this uh, vent up anger. And then we're also distancing ourselves as far as parents. You know, there's, there's a shortage of role models in our, in our culture right now, especially for boys. One in four boys are being raised by a single mom. Now, that girl in that household has a wonderful, strong, beautiful example of what it means to be a, a, a strong female leader. And right. then like, she goes to school and she sees a teacher, you know, 76% of teachers are female. So girls have all these great examples of, of winning and focused women who are successful in the culture and leading their, their homes. Boys don't have those, those, those examples. So they're confused about who it is that they are. And in all that anger and confusion, um, they're acting out. So on, on one side, we've got boys who are acting out in ways that they haven't acted out at before. Plus the whole system social media culture that makes it okay to just blast people for whatever you want to blast them for. The, the impersonalization of communication has crept into our, our, our in-person lives and boys see adults communicating harshly towards each other and they feel like that's the way the communication is done. So you've got that end of it. And then on the other end, you have the, the confusion around how boys are to defend themselves or to stand up for themselves because they don't want to be overly aggressive because right. then they are cast as being uh, toxic or, 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 or masculinity or the, the toxic masculinity. So they can't stand up for themselves. Um, but at the same time, they can't, uh, on, on the other end, spectrum of boys who, who, who can't, who have no handle on their emotions and their anger. And so you've created this per perfect storm in a culture. So what we're restoring to trail off USA is a biblical masculinity that, that respects the differences between boys and girls. You know, we say boys and girls are different. It's a radical statement, <laughs> Every yeah. science and biology developmentally, there's so many ways that boys are different than girls. Any engaged teacher or parent can tell you that's just the case. We are uh, recognizing that and we acknowledge that in our program. And so there's certain things that we include that give boys the opportunity to be boys. And mm -hmm. we put them in a male-centric environment uh, so, they, so they understand th that environment and they begin to understand how to uh, work with each other. You know, boys learn empathy through losing, believe it or not. And we've taken mm -hmm. losing out of our culture today by mm -hmm. taking away uh, everybody gets a trophy, don't keep scores, so those sorts of things. Boys learn empathy by losing. They lose. They know how it feels to lose. They can then identify with a loser. They can identify with someone who is downtrodden or, or somebody who is an underdog. And rather than be, be affected uh, or threatened by the weakness of somebody else, um, they understand how it is uh, to, to to feel weak or to lose. And we've taken that out. You know, boys need to lose uh, in yeah. order to develop empathy. So all these things are coming together in, in this culture, the way they're watching adults interact, the confusion around what it is to be a man or to be a boy in our society, what winning and focused men look like because they're not in the households, they're not in the schools, they're not in the sunny schools. So it really puts boys in, in this position, and then we criticize them for being bullies and aggressive um, instead of providing for them uh, the acknowledgement and the awareness and the direction on how to be a strong man in this culture without bullying. Boy, you said a lot there, Mark, and I, I'm so grateful that you did bring up, you know, the issue of the bullying and the and the the lack of empathy in the culture. And there's so many different twists and turns where we try to 
use the PC police to become the, the standard for the culture, and we wind up losing the biblical instead, and you start to see the erosion in society on the whole. Mark Hancock is my guest today here on The Bottom Line, Chief Executive Officer of Trail Life USA, the premier boys organization. We're talking, if you thought Boy Scouts were great when you were growing up, Trail Life USA is running laps around them in terms of instilling godly values and virtues into the lives of young boys. We've got a link for traillifeusa.com up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Life insurance will never replace the person you love, but that money can help you get through life when it feels impossible. When your life insurance claim is denied while you're already dealing with so much, you need someone on your side. Stephanie Cover of Coverlaw used to work for the insurance companies. She challenges and understands the way insurance companies think. Hire Stephanie to file a life insurance appeal while everything is still fresh in your mind. Don't let the insurance company get away with greedy behavior while you're in mourning. Stephanie Cover will do everything in her power to get you the financial protection which was promised to you as a beneficiary of the policy. The money from the life insurance proceeds can supplement your income so you can support yourself throughout the process of bereavement. Save Stephanie's number or call her now at 877-214-4935. That's 877-214-4935. Or you can fill out a contact form at kbrightradio.com slash coverlaw. Stephanie Cover. She knows the other side. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Mark Hancock is my guest today here on the program. Mark, the CEO of Trail Life USA. I don't want to say it's like the Christian Boy Scouts. It's way better than that. If you've got a young man in your home ages 5 to 18, Trail Life USA is where he belongs. We've got a link for that Raising Godly Boys program at their website, which is on our website at thebottomlineshow.com. A couple of years ago, Mark wrote a book called Why Are We Sitting Here Until We Die? about this very issue. And we've got a couple of copies of the book to give away right now. Crystal is standing by to take your calls. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Again, Mark Hancock, the CEO of Trail Life USA, has written a book called Why Are We Sitting Here Until We Die? Great uh, question and answer discussion about biblical masculinity that uh, Mark wants to put in your hands. We have two copies to give away, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. That's the number to get you through to the bottom line. More of my conversation with Trail Life USA's Mark Hancock in just a moment as the bottom line continues. Mark Hancock is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, Mark, the Chief Executive Officer of Trail Life USA. TrailLifeUSA.com is the website, and of course, that's where you can find the free ebook, Raising Godly Boys. That's also where you can find the book, Why Are We Sitting Here Until We Die? That's available at, at Amazon. And uh, just everything about Trail Life. And Mark, I know your heart as somebody who you know came through the business world, m- became a Christian, moved into pastoral ministry, and really does have a heart for young men and, of course, for dads and, you know, kind of affirming the masculine the in the culture that is of God. We really are at a crisis point with boys in America, are we not? Talk about that. We are, and I, I think we're just awakening to it. I made reference earlier to the canaries in the coal mine, and, and there's only so long that you can kind of turn away from the statistics uh, and, and prefer uh, sort of the political correct politically correct thing that says that boys and girls are the same. They're just not. And uh, there's only so long that, that we can continue to ignore the statistics and what it is that we're putting putting boys through. So um, we're hopeful that people are going to begin to wake up to this crisis. We know that we're seeing uh, a you know, reaction trail at Family Story. You know, we're you know, 50,000 members now, Roger, in, in nice. all 50 states, so, uh, 1,000 churches that are participating in trail life. And so we know that there's a hunger and there's a desire and there's a recognition that that that, that what God has built for this program is is valuable. We're just waiting for the rest of the culture to kind of catch <laughs> on and say, hey, listen, if boys do well, we all do well. You know, when you look at generationally, you look at historically, even as a country, you know, we, we went to the moon because we had uh, – brave risk and competition and daring men who are willing to do that. We, right. we crossed oceans to do that. We, 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 were, we were unloaded on beaches in Normandy because we we're willing to take on risk and competition to chase after purpose and do something right. 
And a lot of those opportunities have been taken out of our culture today because we just don't think that boys are up for that. But they are. They, they love risk. They love competition. We've got to restore that to their lives and give them an, an opportunity to, to, to walk in the, the strength that, that, that God's given us, given them. And, uh, and, 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 and everybody wins. You know, this isn't an either or thing. Everybody wins when men and women are walking in their, in their, their God-given strengths. I have the uh, good fortune of had for you know the past dozen years of hosting this program and getting to meet a lot of different authors, and I'm amazed at the number of women, both inside the church as well as outside the church, Mark, who would give you a standing ovation for what you just said. I mean, it, it, oftentimes we think, well, we got to be politically correct, and we don't want to you know hurt someone's feelings, or you know what you know masculinity is all labeled as toxic, and femininity is impossible to define. You know, I mean, because no one knows what the definition of a woman is with the different activists are coming out, and yet there are, there's kind of a growing trend of women, especially who are saying, where are the men? I mean, whether they say the godly men or not, where are the men? And we do. I think we've. I'm echoing your sentiment. I mean, the fact that it looks like, for I think about my anywhere from my five year old grandson, the newborn grandson that just came along a couple months ago, to my 28 year old son, to my 34 year old son. I mean, looking at the culture and saying, where are the men? Where are the role models? And you can see the difference that having a masculine presence makes in the life of a young man. And you can also see the damage that either having an abusive or a physically present but emotionally absent or just completely distant uh, masculine influence in someone's life uh, really does, you know, take take to heart. You're talking about expanding, you know, the ministry reach of Trail Life. You're in all 50 states right now, correct? We are. Yeah. But, but having this presence, I mean, with tens of thousands of boys already benefiting from this as well, how do we help spread the word? I mean, in terms of what you're doing, I mean, I'm, I, I don't have a stake in trail life whatsoever. I mean, I'm not, I'm not active duty dad anymore in terms of doing that type of stuff, but I am concerned about the crisis of masculinity. Mark, it, spur our, our, our listeners on, whether it's, you know, through their churches. I mean, that's where it all starts, but how, how do we really light this fire and uh, let the flame burn? Yeah, I appreciate that. And let me start by correcting you if that's okay. Sure. <laughs> is that you do have a stake in this. You do have okay. a stake in this. You know, if, if, if we can we start launched a campaign to rescue America's voice. And if we're successful in this campaign and making making the difference in the culture that, that nobody else is going after right now, um, it'll make a difference for everybody. Um, this this concept of bi- biblical masculinity must be restored in our culture, and we're starting with the next generation. I believe, Roger, that we just you know uh, this there's an approach that we can take that says, hey, how can we protect ourselves, our, our boys, from this rising cultural tide that's drowning them? Or we can mm-hmm. say, how do we prepare our boys to turn back the tide itself? And we're working on a generation with our goal is to raise up a, a, a generation of godly young men who will turn back the tide. And, you know, we always think, how do we save these boys? Listen, if we if we raise these boys right, if we do the right thing in front of them, they'll be saving us. You know, guys who are, who are, who are my age and your age, it's kind of like, you know, I don't know that, that uh, it, it would be quite a miracle to turn on our turn around our generation and 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 for God to use us to save uh, you know the, the the rest the rest of the culture, but these boys who are growing up, they're positioned to be in a place where they can make a difference. So, yeah. So I, I would tell your listeners, you do have something at stake in investing in the next generation and raising godly young men. There's nobody else doing this now. We're seeing that churches are doing it, and some churches, uh, you know, caught on to the, the 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 hidden the sleeping giant of of, of the men in the church. But in Trail of USA. You know, we're just not some kind of outdoor uh, troop uh, scouting program that's having a Christian experience. We are at our core a Christian ministry that's using the outdoors to raise the next generation of godly young men. And that does affect you, and that does affect all of your listeners. And the way you can get involved, go to trailoffusa.com, find a troop and get involved. If you have a son, get in the program with them. If you don't, get in the program and help all these boys without dads. Yes. Dads and dad likes are the most critical piece in creating building a successful culture. Everybody knows that. Uh, you know, Dan Quayle said it years ago and got trouble for it, but it's true. A father and a mother in the home, dad like figures in place of a dad, if there's not a dad there, are critical to the growth of boys and girls. And so 
join a troop. If you have a son, get in there with him and make a difference. If you don't have a son, get in there and make a difference in the next generation. If you don't have a troop in your area, go to startertroop.com and find out how you can start a Trail Life USA troop or, or start at our website to start, start a troop in your church. This is the way we stand against this rising tide. We just don't train ourselves to float on top of it. I believe we have at our fingertips, Roger, mm. the ability to raise a generation that will turn back the tide and save all of us. Boy, and Mark, you just gave us a word picture that I think uh, brings us all to our knees before the cross, and that is, with the tide of culture is sweeping in the wrong direction, oftentimes we find a way to build a raft that will help us navigate it so we don't get hurt too badly, and eventually we kind of get on the way we hope God wants us to be. But if that tide is sweeping us away from our spiritual moorings, then we have to be the ones who say, we're going to reverse that. We're going to put up that dam. We're going to make sure that the culture doesn't take us away from our biblical values. And the fact that you guys have seen exponential growth just in the past couple of years, the pandemic that was designed, I think, to kind of slow down the spread of churches and any sort of nonprofit organization for the good. And you guys are seeing record growth. And I have no doubt that you're going to this rescue America... Rescue America's Boys, is that the, the name of the can, the campaign? Yeah, Campaign to Rescue America's Boys. Okay, right. It, it's going to see huge success. Grandpas, dads, get involved. And ladies, please know, and I can't stress this enough, if you want to start a Trail Life USA group in your church, you can't. We need men, okay? I know there are a lot of ladies who say, I'll sign up, I'll be there. It's so, Mark, and I don't mean to sound misogynistic here. Take the last 60 seconds and explain why it is so crucial that you have guys step up and be the leaders of this group. Yeah, well, boys need to see men in leadership. You know, they need to see somebody who is has the same, similar genetic makeup to them. Like I said, we have wonderful models of, of women who are leading single family homes and teaching in the schools and teaching in the Sunday schools. Boys are exposed to women in leadership all the time. Now, women can lead in Trail Life USA all the way up to the National Board of Directors, all throughout the organization. But when it comes to troop contact, the, boy, the, the people who are in contact with those boys, take them out camping, go over the badges, things like those, we require from, from uh, I believe, from, the, from fifth grade on, we require that those are just, that those are men. Because boys, you can't make godly men out of boys without godly men. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, you talk about a person who has so much confidence in, 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 in women and, and the ability of women to do amazing things. I have an amazing wife who's done some incredible things. It's, it's not that. It's just in this specific case of boys, what it is that boys need, they need a godly man as an example. They have yes. plenty of, of women examples, but, they, but the, godly, the godly men are, are hidden away, and we need to call them out to, the, to, to lead this next generation. All right, guys. Well, you've heard the challenge from Mark Hancock, the CEO of Trail Life USA. TrailLifeUSA.com is the place where you find them online. And of course, don't forget to get the brand new ebook. It's free at that website called Raising Godly Boys. And there's also the uh, e website as well and encourage you to check that out for all things uh, trail life usa mark hancock the chief executive officer of trail life usa it's always a pleasure mark looking forward to giving you a hug when we're hopefully we're together in orlando in a couple of months at the national religious broadcasters convention we will be there all right i'll look for you there but thanks again for your time today here on the bottom line really appreciate it god bless roger thank you bye-bye Always great to catch up with Mark Hancock, and I encourage you to go to traillifeusa.com, which is up at the thebottomlineshow.com, and you can find a copy there of the, well, you'll find the link for the uh, the ebook that Mark was talking about, Raising Godly Boys. We still have those two copies of Mark's book, Why Are We Sitting Here Until We Die, to give away, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk about something that I think has great importance to us, especially as it pertains to uh, young men and and what we call the failure to launch syndrome. How many young guys do you know either never left home, they're still living at home, or they... Um, well, they, the, the, I think they call it failure to launch syndrome. A new report from the American Enterprise Institute talks about what these young people are called. It's, called, it's a phenomenon called boomerang children. And how is it impacting the retirement of people over the age of 65? Some interesting data and some thoughts to occupy your mind with regard to 
how to make your money extend all the way through your retirement. That's coming up next as the bottom line continues. My thanks again to Mark Hancock, the Chief Executive Officer of Trail Life USA, better than the Boy Scouts, faith-based, church-operated um, for boys and men and the men who mentor them, dads and grandpas and moms can help out too, but I mean the leadership we're talking godly masculinity. The ebook Raising Godly Boys is up at thebottomlineshow.com. That's free. We also have a couple copies of Mark's book, Why Are We Sitting Here Until We Die, uh, to give away at 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. The American Enterprise Institute has done a study. They published it last week from their National Bureau of Economic Research. And it kind of speaks to this issue we're talking about. What, what happens when biblical masculinity is replaced by either toxic masculinity or cultural, uh, the uh, feminization of men in the culture? Um, my wife and I watch TV from time to time where we'll sit there for maybe a half hour or so. And at one point, Lisa will turn to me and say, is every man on television gay? because it sure seems like it, or, or they're highly feminized, or you wouldn't know what a real man actually looked like. And I found it very interesting as we were having this conversation with Mark today, having just come across this study from the American Enterprise Institute about boomerang children. Um, we'll put the link for the article up at thebottomlineshow.com. The full PDF is a, it's in big blue letters at the bottom. You can click the link and, and, uh, and follow on through. But it got me thinking, uh, every time I have conversation with Dennis Wilson about retirement, about uh, financial planning, uh, my folks have been clients of Dennis's for nearly a decade now. It's been one of the best financial decisions they ever made. I'm speaking anecdotally for myself. They had been involved with a couple of other, the big time brokerage houses, you know, who, you know the names. And it got to the point about 2015 where both of them had had some health challenges and my parents said, we want to know the people we're working with. We want to know that we can call Wilson Financial, for example, and Tess will answer the phone, or we'll talk to Devaney, talk to Emily, uh, talk to Jeff, Dennis's son, who's the chief operating officer, or Dennis himself. And, and know that if we have a question about our accounts, they can tell us what's going on. They don't sugarcoat it. They just say, this is what's happening, and you can trust them. When you're in your retirement years, I mean, let's think about it. My parents worked really hard. I mean, they were greatest generation kids born in 1933, so nothing came easy. They got into public education. Then my dad got into administration. They always worked with church choirs, et cetera. Both of them were kind of elbowed into retirement by the state in the mid-1990s, and they've been retired for nearly a third of their lives. So oftentimes we think, yeah, I'm going to work and work and work and work. I'll be retired for five years, and then I'm gone. But sometimes you wind up being retired for a lot longer than that. And that's where the boomerang effect comes in. Because now you, what if you've got adult children? My parents were privileged to raise three kids. And I say privileged not because my brother and sister and I are so wonderful, but rather nowadays when you look at the average fertility rate the, of a woman who's capable of giving birth, you know, has that, uh, is able to, um, it's only 1.7 kids per woman. Back when our parents were coming up, people were having three, four, five kids, right? I mean, there was a real baby boom. And so toward that end, you know, the idea was you want to raise them. They have to be in an environment where they can thrive and then go get your own family. <laughs> You're good, good and grown. Go on now, get. And that used to happen 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Nowadays, the average age for ending adolescence, remember we used to think it was 16, 17, 18 years of age? Now, psychologists and sociologists tell us that adolescence ends at age 27. So if you've got a 25-year-old still living at home, he's probably right on schedule. She's probably right there. And statistically, it's more likely to be your son than your daughter that's hanging around. This new study from American Enterprise Institute is fascinating because it talks about how their boomerang children actually do lead to the probability that mom and or dad are both going to be working after the age of 65. These are new statistics that are being weighed, but 
when you have a generation that waited longer to have kids in the first place, then those kids are taking longer to grow and develop. I mean, I have to chuckle. I came across a picture the other day of my dad at my age currently, and I found another picture of my grandfather, my dad's dad, at this age. I, I don't have a picture of my mom's dad at this age because my mom's dad died when he was 57, 58. And I'm not. I'm past that now. <laughs> at least I made it past that mile marker. And it was interesting to look at the wear and tear on our bodies. My grandfather looked like an old guy. My dad looked like he was in pretty good shape. I, well, I, if my wife's listening, I can't say this, but I can say it to you. I look like an older guy. I, I, I don't mind saying that. It's okay. You know, it's part of the age and part of what I've been through. But I also have the benefit, we do, collectively. Uh, we have the major- all the kids who are going to leave the nest or have left the nest. So we don't have to worry about the boomeranging too much. But for a lot of other families, either because mom and dad have kind of baked that into the family DNA, or the kids just simply won't leave. At some point, you've got to figure it out. And when you think about the potential retirement outcomes, what labor market choices there are, there is no evidence right now that boomerang children are having a huge impact on parents' health or life satisfaction or, quite frankly, even their wealth. In other words, if they are moving home, they're pretty much paying their own way. That's good news. But what will happen in five years? What will happen in 10 years? What happens when the baby boom generation that seems to have the good pensions and the surpluses gives way to the Generation X generation that didn't, that was pretty much paycheck to paycheck, invoice to invoice, we used to call it hand to mouth back in the day. I, the conversation I had with Dennis, we have our laughter, we have our tears over our kids' situations as a couple of grandpas, and Dennis is a great-grandfather, do, but it always circles back around to how well are you prepared to face your retirement years? And I, I, I'm so grateful for the partnership that we share with Wilson Financial. I give the phone number often, 800-696-9970, and I encourage you to give Dennis a call. Right now, something I, I, to think about, is this something that older parents, as they get into their older years, are having to come to terms with? And that is the life insurance industry and how much it has changed, how radically it's changed, and how it's impacting parents in the boomerang situation. I want to talk a little bit more about the changes and why a call to Wilson Financial is almost imperative right now. We'll do that on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment. But every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. Okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com. Hit the Preborn banner right now. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, still taking your calls on Mark Hancock's book, uh, the book from Mark Hancock, the CEO of Trail Life USA. We've got two copies to give away at 800-227-5278. Also, don't forget, um, well, I'll tell you more about that in a couple minutes, the event that's happening this Sunday that I'm going to be at. Would love to see you there. This American Enterprise Institute report on boomerang children and parental retirement outcomes is fascinating to me simply because it's one of the first times an organization like the American Enterprise Institute, which is a great institution, is actually measuring the effect of what they call boomerang kids or what we used to call failure to launch kids, adults 
adult children who have moved back in with their parents for one reason or another. Um, I know one family where a daughter graduated from college. She's a musician and she actually have an extra bedroom. Um, mom and stepdad, stepdad had some poor health issues. And so their daughter is now still living at home, but she's basically a tenant of the home and uses part of their home as a studio to do her music lessons and things. And you know, that that's been happening. That's a, what's tale as old as time. But today we find ourselves with a lot of failure to launch young people or older people who have life insurance policies and they're either needing the extra money because they've got extra bills because failure to launch boomerang kid is draining their resources or quite frankly they just got hit with higher medical bills and you heard about this with Lisa Marie Presley she passed away with about four million dollars in debt which I guess isn't a lot for someone of her stature but 35 million dollars in life insurance policies she tried to cash one of them in to pay off some of her debts and they were a $10 million policy only had a $2 million cash value. Got me thinking, do you have enough life insurance or are you paying premiums that are just exorbitant? Earlier this week, Dennis and I were talking. He said he's got clients in their 80s who are basically rebuying their life insurance policies every two years. Call Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial. Don't wait. Have him do an assessment of your life insurance. Do you have whole life and you'd be better off with term? Do you have term and you'd be better off with universal life index? These are questions to ask and answer because the life insurance world has changed so dramatically over the past 20, 30 years. There's a good chance that the policy you have can't do anything near what the new policies can get. Time to trade that old one in for a new one. Call Wilson Financial. Secure your retirement. Get as much tax-free income as you can and as much secure income as you can that won't get wiped away by huge swings in the market. Remember, the stock market lost 20% of its value last year. But Dennis Wilson's clients didn't lose any money. They may not have had huge gains like they had in years past, but they didn't lose a dime. Call Dennis and find out. Get that evaluation of your life insurance policy. 800-696-9970. 800-696-9970. Or go to wilson-financial.com. Informal poll as we wrap up the program here uh, for this segment of it. Um, how has the boomerang generation impacted your family? Do you have boomerang kids? I mentioned that Lisa and I have uh, all of our adult children that are going to leave the nest have left uh, but I'm curious just drop me a note at the bottomlineshow.com and let me know or maybe before you call me call Dennis and find out boomerang children are a way of life these days but one of the things that we could do to reinstate the need for self-sufficiency and the desire to have it is to go for biblical masculinity instead of cultural masculinity I'm grateful for organizations like Trail Life USA that are doing that job. And I encourage you to support them. Hey, this is where we uh, kind of take a step off and everybody on KCBC goes to discovering the Jewish Jesus. And for those who remain on the network, this week's edition of the National Crawford Roundtable broadcast is coming up next. I want to remind you before we leave, though, one final opportunity today to give us a call at 800-227-5278. Get your free tickets for Banding Together to Build Community. It's the first of a three-concert series that is sponsored by Lutheran Social Services of Southern California, featuring local musicians of all different styles, all praising God, whether it's through Celtic or bluegrass or hip-hop and gospel, jazz, you name it. We're going to be having a great time at Messiah Lutheran Church in Yorba Linda this, third, or this Sunday, rather, February the 5th at 3 p.m. Uh, we've got free tickets for the event. Just uh, give us a call. Crystal's got them. A couple pair left, 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. is the number to get you through to the bottom line. I'll be there emceeing, and I would love to see you there this Sunday afternoon at 3, Messiah Lutheran Church in Yorba Linda. Time now for the National Crawford Roundtable podcast with all the guys coming up next as the bottom line continues.